Hola, bienvenida. You can try them on. Everything is handmade. Different minerals, different metals. Maria Cristina sells stone jewelry and some plant medicines in the hippie market one block back from the beach in this tiny town in Nayarit, Mexico. It's the middle of summer and it is just about as hot and humid as it gets. So I'm back and forth to the beach a lot. Hola, mi nombre es Maria Cristina. We have a beautiful place in the river in the hippie market here. If you want to come and check it out and have a beautiful conversation. <laughs> I first meet her when she sells me a type of chewable Mexican root called chilcuague. Se llama chilcuague. ¿Quieres probarlo? Would you like to try? How do you say it? Chilcuague. 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 And it's good for so many things. In English, it's called gold root or Aztec root. It looks like a collection of small spindly sticks and has an intense cleansing reaction when you chew it, kind of numbing your mouth and gums. It kills bacteria, it's antiseptic, cleans your, your throat also if you have like sore throat. If you have parasites also, it kills the parasites. And before vets, they used to take parasites from dogs, giving water with chilquay. Oh wow. So this is a very old medicine. Yeah. It's a polarizing experience. Most of my friends don't like it. But I love the weird fizz on my gums and the buzz of energy it gives me. Well, the idea is to share it. <laughs> if we don't share it, they just get lost in generations. Nobody knows about it. Humanity loses practice. You have a lot of knowledge about <laughs> natural medicines and natural therapies. Where did you learn about it? Traveling is the best way of knowing. You know, of knowing about plants, about mysticism. Usually, if you want to travel, you don't want to go to the cities. You want to go to the towns. And in these authentic towns is where the medicines they're still being practiced. With all the, the plants, the power plants in Mexico, they never stop being moved. They just get hidden. You know, when the conqueror came to this part of the of the world, they were still sharing their ceremonies, their sacred fires. It's just that they shared in a different way and hidden circles. So this is how the medicine is still alive. The same with the other spiritual medicines like hikuri or sapo bufalvarius or even mushrooms, you know. This is part of, of our living. <laughs> Maria Cristina is someone who is still sharing the traditional ceremonies and sacred fires. And fortunately these days, it doesn't have to be hidden. She invites me to a women's only temescal. She is running later that afternoon in a friend's backyard. A temescal is a type of traditional Mexican sweat lodge, a sauna, if you will, with less Scandinavian cedar and more hand-thrown mud bricks. What is the significance of the temescal in the Mexican culture? The, the meaning of the word temescal is in Nahuatl, which means the house where we sweat, la casa del vapor. So the idea is to heal the body to enter to deep stages of meditation through heat, through plants, and through minerals. We put hot volcanic rocks, they were fire, you know, it's fire petrified, so it's, it's super old element, and it has a lot of old minerals that it really helps the body when we are breathing. Also the plants, they have their own properties, their own medicines, and the heat, the, the heat plays with the mind, with the physical reality with the idea that, oh, it's too hot or it's too dark or we cannot do it. 
So that's the trick. That's why I say it's a meditation because you can go deep, you know, and if you really connect, you can even lift the body. But still being here, you know, breathing very slowly. And has and that happened for you when a Tamaskal has oh left yes. your body? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, in the in the really hot ones, when you feel that like you're gonna faint, you're gonna pass out. In in español, the word is desmayar. Maya, in the Vedic culture, they call it illusion. So in español, desmayar is like you're passing out, but the traduction is to take the veils from to lift the veils. To, exactly to lift the the veils of the illusion world, desmayar. And when you take sapo, when you take a strong spiritual medicine, or even with marijuana, when you smoke marijuana and you, you go deep, you, sometimes you feel like you're gonna faint. And it's not that you're gonna faint, it's that you're entering to deep meditation stages with the plant, you know? It's a spiritual. It seems to me like a fine line to ride between the feeling of passing out and passing through to a new level of consciousness. I imagine if I have the feeling of passing out, I'm going to get the heck out of there. But perhaps I'm leaving just when the transformation's about to begin. So to not be afraid of that yeah. feeling. To breathe, to breathe through it. And that's pretty much with life, right? In any situation when we are angry, when we are sad, when we feel like this, what can we really do? Nothing, just breathe. Because in the present moment, what can we do? Just breathe. The Temazcal for me is like the first door, so I will always recommend that before you take any spiritual medicines, try to go to a Temazcal first. The afternoon arrives and the temperature is still climbing. To be honest, the last thing I feel like is going into a sweat lodge. The whole town feels like a sweat lodge. But then I tell myself that after stepping out of the heat of the Temazcal, the summer afternoon might feel comparatively cool. The backyard ceremony is a little tricky to find, and I wander around the neighbourhood streets for a while, sweaty and lost. I'm almost about to give up and head home when I see a woman who, for some reason, I just know is on her way to the Temescal, even though she looks quite pregnant. Her name is Rosa, and she shows me the way in through a big, solid gate. Rosa, can you tell me why you like to participate in Temascalas? I get to relax a lot and calm my mind. Especially during this pregnancy, I've been having a lot of healing process. And I've been noticing how my mind creates everything around me. <laughs> and sometimes it gets a little crazy. It doesn't matter the the atmosphere, the heat, if I am connected to myself and to my breathing, I'm okay. Because I've been in moments where I'm thinking that I feel tired, I, it's super hot, I want to get out. But if I get to connect to the voice of the singers or to the sound of the instruments we use in there, that makes me just enjoy it. Is it a spiritual experience for you? It is an spiritual experience. It gets me also to trust 
and in my intuition to really pay attention what is the body or the spirit or the spirit through the body telling me to do. To really feel gratitude for all that we have around us, for all the nature, for the ocean, for all the mangoes we are able to eat for free. So to feel those things, I think it's a very spiritual connection. There is a prayer before we start, where we face the four directions, north, south, east and west, and ask permission from Pachamama and the different elements of nature, like the sun and the moon and the earth, in order to open the Temescal and invite the spirits to be with us. We offer copal incense, flowers and fruit, and drink cacao. It feels nice to even know and acknowledge which direction is north and south. A lot of my everyday life, I would have no clue which direction is which. What is the, the prayer that's said at the beginning when we face the different directions? Well, there's seven directions in the traditional Temascals. The four directions to the south, to the north, to the west, to the east, to the sky, to the Pachamama, and to our hearts. This is usually how we open the Temazcal. We're calling the spirits with copal, with elatecocoli, which is the, the caracol, the, the shell. shell. Yeah, the shell. Obviously the fire, the water, you have everything set up. So this is how you call the spirits. And when I say call the spirits, this is something that is happening. There are spirits arriving to the place. The Temescal itself is a brick dome structure that represents a womb. It's a symbolic place for rebirth. It also looks a bit like a human-sized pizza oven. For the Temescal, there is a sacred geometry through it. There is a recipe that our grandfathers leave us, so... And what are some of the elements of the recipe? <laughs> well, obviously the elements, the water, the fire, the earth, the air. There is four doors to the Temescals. And there is a sacred geometry of 16 uh, sticks and four circles on the top. Everything is a representation of something bigger, right? And that's pretty much what makes a ritual. And everything, like in Mexico, in Latin America, all these recipes they have kept. That's why in, when you travel through Latin America, you find all this connection to Pachamama, because they still practice. Like in their very, very roots, they still practice. The Temazcal is a representation of the womb of the mother. The idea is that we go inside the Temazcal. When the Temazcal is ending, it's a rebirth and we are all from the same mother. And apparently the symbolism of the womb and rebirth is not always just symbolic. Maria Cristina tells me, traditionally, real births occur inside before mother and new baby both emerge into the outside world together. So you are how many months pregnant? Six months. How does that go with the Temascal? It's safe mm. for you to be in the Temascal? Well, before we used to have babies inside the Temascal. That's it's super beautiful. Yeah. And the Hidi helps a lot with the pain, with the contractions. That's still Yeah, done? of course, yeah. A lot of, of women are doing it. 
a lot of midwives in Mexico, they're still sharing this kind of conscience. For example, when it's hot, the temperature that the Temascal can get is the same that the baby is feeling in the mother's womb. At the entrance to the Temescal, I get down on my hands and knees and ask permission from all the spirits we've invited in to enter. I walk to the left, always clockwise, whether you are going in or out. There is a pit in the middle of the dome that will be filled with hot volcanic rocks from the fire outside and water poured on top to make it steamy. The door will be sealed for around 15 or 20 minutes at a time before it is opened again to release some heat, let in some oxygen, and load up more hot rocks. Each time is called a door, and each time it gets hotter and hotter. There will be four doors in this ceremony. There are six of us and we sit inside talking quietly. So far so good. This is not so bad, I think. Yeah, it's hot, but there's two pregnant women and even a dog in here. How hard can it be? Then they close the door, pour hot water on the hot rocks, and oh my god, it begins. The darkness is absolute. I cannot see my hand an inch in front of my face. And with the door sealed, the heat increases quickly. I have a moment of panic that I really am not prepared for how intense this is. But in the next moment, I decide to breathe slowly through my first wave of discomfort. And by discomfort, I mean I'm thinking I might have to leave. But from this point, there is a feeling, I don't know how to describe it exactly, just an internal stepping up. And for the next hour, it's just a moment to moment of being with myself, noticing feelings in my body, good and bad, and just being with them. The Temazcal is also like a spaceship. You're gonna go inside the Temazcal with an intention, with a specific prey, and you're gonna share this prey, and these words are gonna go to the heavens. There is a lot of magic going on. It sounds crazy, but it goes beyond logical, you know? It goes beyond the, the mind. How do you think that the Temescal can help people heal? Mm. Wow, so many levels. First, the physical, because it's something that for people who are not spiritual, well, everybody's spiritual because we are spirit, right? But for people who are a little bit skeptics and they don't want to try spiritual medicines, they can go to the Temescal and experience the physical benefit to it. They will feel their lungs different they will feel their muscles different, <laughs> they will feel their skin different, like everything in, the in their physical body is going to feel different. It's going to feel more relaxed, not only the physical, in, in the emotions, in the mind. They're starting to do a cleanse, right? So several thoughts that sometimes are haunting us, they're going to start going away. Only because for that 40 minutes, an hour, that we gave to our reality a moment of calmness, a moment of being present, a moment of stillness. It's already taking those thoughts away. Sometimes in the Temazcal, you cry without reason. Sometimes you laugh without reason or you feel like strong emotions without any reason. This energy is popping out 
for being healed, you know, for us to see it. Yeah. And also the, the spiritual, which is when you can go to deep meditation, when you can just be there, breathing, you know, leave the body. If you practice meditation, like deep meditations, you can go there. There's drumming, there's singing. I'm dripping with steam and sweat, sitting in puddles. We sit in the circle, sharing thoughts and intentions about our lives. I cry. I feel intense waves of gratitude. I cry again. Every now and then, Maria Christina adds herbs and oils to the rocks in the middle, bringing a beautiful earthy fragrance to the hot, steamy darkness. Each time the door is opened, we are given cups of cool water to drink, and I've never tasted anything so sweet. I'm not going to lie, it is extremely difficult. Sometimes I lay down to find a place where it feels easier to breathe, as the temperature is slightly cooler down lower. I don't reach a point where I feel like I'm going to faint or pass through to another state of consciousness, but I do feel a physical release of tension. And the gratitude and pure appreciation for a cup of water and a breath of cool oxygen feels like a beautiful, simple, uncomplicated state to be in. It feels humbling to know there is someone outside the entire time, bringing us more rocks from the fire, bringing us fresh water and just being there, witnessing and helping with our experience. Surprisingly, the dog stays inside the Temescal the entire time. And afterwards, Rosa tells me that her presence helped Rosa get through the tough experience when she felt like quitting. And it's hard to really talk about this spiritual part, to really feel that dog inside the Temascal came to me and put her feet on mine. And I just felt how was the perfect moment when I just couldn't do it anymore. And I felt like she was giving me the string to get out of my mind. I totally believe it's a spiritual experience. In the present moment, I feel like we're entering into this moment when the feminine energy is rising up. When I say feminine energy, I don't mean only women. I mean feminine energy. You know, the, like the emotions, like the, the sensitive part of ourselves. They also in men's, you know, they have a feminine energy. So that's energy that is rising up. It's doing the ceremonies, the temascals, the idea of the family, the idea of, of being more emotions and try spiritual medicines, then it makes you cry, it makes you to release. For how, me, this is a rising up. How do you see that? Now I see it more. Especially when you go to circles or you vibrate in a specific way. Because when you vibrate in a specific way, you're going to attract people that are practicing similar activities, you know. In my personal surroundings, there's a lot of men that are connected to their feminine. But if we go travel right now through Mexico, we will see a different reality. We will see a reality with a lot of masculine energy, with a lot of logical energy of the intellect, not so much of the heart, not so much of the emotions, of the money, of the work. So it's gonna be different. Hola, bienvenida. Back at the store, I've been sitting and chatting to Maria Cristina for a while now, watching people try on rings and make funny faces when they sample the chilquage. 
I point to a tiny, unlabeled bottle of liquid on her table that no one has tried yet. What is this? Oh, you should try this. But is it intense? What is it? It's like chilquage, but for the eyes. It's very beautiful. What is the name of it? Sananga. Sananga. This is a medicine that comes from South America. This is from Brazil. Are you free really? right now? It lasts like a minute and you feel like sting, 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 uh, sting in the eyes. It's cleansing like all the connections that we have in the vision with the third eye, with these two eyes. I put one drop here, one drop here, and in, the, in that minute you're going to feel a lot of energy. So you breathe through it and suddenly it will go away. But when you open the eyes, you see everything like in HD. You can do it here. Lay down. Yeah? Yeah. So with these medicines like Chilquage, with Sananga, that they're not psychedelic, they're very physical. I love to share it, you know, in these moments, because it's an energy that somebody can see it and they will see that the person is not tripping. Mm -hmm. It's present, you know, but it's having a physical experience. It's not going to be like a big lasting effect? No. It's just for now? It's just like a minute. All right, let's try it. Why not? And that's how I find myself, lying down behind Maria Cristina's stall, receiving plant medicine in the afternoon sun at the hippie market with people wandering by. Lay down. You're going to close the eyes. You're going to breathe. When I put the drops, I'm going to put them here. Mm -hmm. This liquid it will enter your eyes and you will start feeling the energy and try to focus here. So I'm beginning to realize that when spiritual people say that I'm going to feel strong energy, what it actually means is I'm going to feel pain. Respira, breathe. So I'm going to put the drops. So open the eyes. Open my eyes? Yeah. And close it again. Very good, very good. She shakes a rattle around my head to distract me from the intense sting in my eyeballs. My hands are scrunched into fists and my toes are pressing into the ground. It's when you breathe deeply into the intensity that you gain the most from its benefits. It's by leaning into the pain that you can cleanse not only your eyes, but your mind and spirit as well. Because of its cleansing properties, Sananga is often used in preparation for an ayahuasca ceremony. Very good. Well, it was stinging a lot. Well, the colours do look very vivid. It's quite strange. Maria Cristina speaks about Occidental, referring to modern Western culture. Did you grow up with this? Like, did your parents teach you this stuff? No. No, I grew up in the city. I grew up like in this Occidental way of living, you know? Like, my dad is a doctor, my mom is a, a housewife. When I started knowing all these things, it was because I was traveling. And also in the sacred circles, like the Temascal, for example. The Temascal is like the first window to a new reality. It's interesting that your dad's a doctor. Do you talk to him about yeah, this stuff many you, times? And what does he think about it? So many times. Well, right now they're starting to try a little bit more. 
but I see this mentality, you know, in the Occidental world and also in older people that they grow up older lives in the cities. So they have this idea that plants are not the best option, you know, like always pills, always try to go to the doctor. But for me, I see it differently because I practice other things and plants and natural medicines have proved me other things. Also in my personal health, and my brother also, my older, elder brother, he died with cancer. Pretty much the, the last seven years of his life, he was in hospitals, in doctors, in these occidental medicines. But eventually it didn't work because all the illness is deeper than the body. It's something in the mind, it's something in the heart, it's something in the spirit that wants to be healed, but we're just ignoring or giving pills that numb us. Eventually the body gets tired and the soul leaves the body, you know, if the body is weak, he cannot retain the, the, the soul. Before I say goodbye, Maria Cristina tells me about the first medicine she took, Sapo Bufo Alvarius, or 5-MeO-DMT, the poison from the skin of the Sonoran Desert Toad. It's this experience that first opened her mind and began her journey. I tried Sapo like several years ago and so this was like a breaking experience for me and I didn't smoke marijuana, I didn't try anything but I tried Sapo after the mascal and it was like going or entering into this reality where there's no physical body when we are energy and we are connected to everything. Obviously I, the idea of trying any spiritual medicine is, is not to stay in the spiritual medicines, not to, to stay in that practice of doing it every week or every month. The idea is to try it, to know that there's something better, some, not better, but something bigger than yourself, you know? I started doing yoga, I stopped eating meat after the sapo, I started stretching the body, meditating. Meditation is actually the best medicine because you don't take anything. When I say meditation, I talk about sitting in a stillness position, breathing and oxygen, oxy, oxygenando all the cells in the body. So the idea is to be inquietud. In Spanish, es quietud, stillness. Next time, I'm going to dive into the toad medicine Maria Cristina is talking about the Bufo alvarius toad, which secretes an extremely potent hallucinogenic substance from its skin, and what happens when I smoke it. DMT out of this Bufo allows you to go through a threshold. For me, the first times I, I tried this medicine, it felt like uh, the bridge of life and death. That's next time on Another State.